You know I'm, how like people will like watch like puppy and like kitten videos, like uh-huh. you know what I mean. Like, I watch roller coasters. Same. Videos. Yeah. Like if I'm sad or like for any reason that people would like be like, hey, send me some cute puppy kitten videos. I'm feeling blah blah blah. I'm like, yo, send me roller coaster videos <laughs> because that's what does it for me. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. I've been saying that every week to people, just letting people get mad at me (laughs) because fuck people and people can't take a joke, but I'm having a good time. Good, good energy in the room today. I'm sitting here to my left, the one and only Brittany Chantel. Make some noise for the internet. (laughs) So for those of you out there that do not know, Brittany, why don't you let people know what it is that you do yeah, in one sure. sentence, if possible? Yes, I am a hip hop, pop, hip um, artist and <laughs> visual artist. And yeah, Tight. <laughs> I am, I'm a hip hop, pop artist and visual artist. And yeah, and yeah. that sums it up. Pretty, That's it. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, you know, songwriter, artist, performer. And one of the things that's like super um, cool about the stuff that you do is just like you're really active in the community. Yeah. And you're, it's very much not the typical ego trip of somebody in the hip hop realm of things. It yeah. feels like, you know, you do a lot to get other people involved in your projects and your performances and things like that. Totally. And like I said, you do community stuff and there's a whole lot of areas where we can, you know, go yeah. into this conversation. But I think ultimately my vibe that I get from you is just that, you know, you're somebody that is really focused on community and like using your art and your voice to you know tell a bigger story and bring people together even though it is like a solo thing it's still like it's not all about me it's about us yeah totally totally word so how long now let's just start at the beginning with the music stuff how did you get into doing everything um i got out of like a really abusive relationship and towards like the end of 2015 and um that was kind of like my awakening, if you were, well, well, I was like, I need to do this thing because music has been my passion ever since I was a little kid. I started writing poetry when I was younger. I had a poem uh, published in a book in sixth grade, you know, like that's pretty cool. Yeah. I was always writing. I was always like pretending to perform. Um, You know, like when I was little, I would walk around with like a, you know, my juice box in my hand and pretend that was a microphone. You know what I mean? So like, I think I always like wanted to do this, but just had so many different things that I let hold me back from going and chasing it, you know? I feel you. Um, and yeah, it just happened to be that my, uh, my cousin was, was home, um, visiting and she was like, Hey, you should, come through uh, the studio and see what, you know, we do. And she's a, um, she's an artist as well. She so does. This was 2015. This then. was like okay. 2015. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, she's an artist as well. She does, um, she does like Christian, like R&B soul stuff. Um, so I went through the studio and I was like, oh yeah, like I totally need to start doing this shit. Like why have I been, you know, like sure. not doing it? So um, I actually ended up making um, 
made a session with the, the the producer and started recording. And I put out my first first official recorded song in 2016, and I I did a um a mini EP, and um, it was like very centered around social justice and environmental justice and um you know i got a song about fracking on there and like you know i i didn't know what i was doing i'll be 100 like i didn't know Yo, what it was going on <laughs> I, i've been doing this shit since i was in like fucking middle school and yeah. i still don't know what the fuck i'm doing yeah. it's, that, that's what's cool is yeah. like every day you wake up and it's an opportunity to know a little bit more totally and totally. to keep learning it's a reason to keep going yeah it's yeah great. and it, it was just like just getting my foot in the door and um like sorry but yeah. it's like, who wants to know everything that's true yeah no i don't want to know anything. <laughs> like everyone always asks me like will you ever produce your own stuff and i'm like no i don't like fair enough uh, yeah no i'm good yeah, i got you <laughs> but yeah yeah um that was like the start of everything and then i i think uh every project since then i have i mean improved which is like what i think the ultimate goal is you know so um yeah, now I feel a lot more um, centered and grounded within my art practice than I was before. I feel like I was beforehand making a lot of music for other people rather than for myself. Sure. Um, I think that's like how it all started, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll make a song about fracking because fracking sucks. And I want to put that message out there. And like I was passionate about it, but I also wasn't like making the song for me. You know, so now I'm in this place where I'm making music for myself and it's even more impactful. More people are coming up to me and saying that this such and such song has changed their life and and helped them out and stuff. Well, I mean, that's the thing, you know, you as an artist or anyone as an artist, you have to find your voice. Mm -hmm. And that voice is why people are going to be coming to you for the entertainment or for the message or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. like. Music is a conversation between you and the listener. Absolutely. And if you're just saying that something else that they've already had a conversation with somebody else, like why? It's like, well, I've already had this conversation. Right. What can you bring new to my my life? Right. What energy do you have that will resonate with me and I'll fuck with you? Yeah. Yeah. But it takes time to find that. It does. It's, you know, it's like being a baby of sorts, you know, it's like, how yeah. do kids learn how to walk? They, they watch other people walk and they figure it out. So yeah. it's like with music, it's like, well, I know I like music like this and I've heard songs like this. So I'll try something like this. And then yeah, just takes that time. So side note, rewind to the juice box. Yes. That's a dope music video idea Yo. that I'm going to give you. <laughs> so put that in your pocket. All right. <laughs> no, that, I'm that seriously. No, that, that is a good one. And then also kind of talking about finding out, discovering this world Mm -hmm. that existed right underneath your feet, pretty much right in your backyard. You didn't know, like, that's what is so cool. You know, prior to the music thing, before realizing that this whole world exists, and this Mm -hmm. is something that I have to do. What were you doing for like a creative outlet? Did you have anything? I was writing. Okay, so yeah. just writing and keeping it to yourself. Just like, and just... I had notebooks. I mean, in middle school and high school, I I still have them. Like, they're just yeah. notebooks with random pieces of paper, post-it notes, fucking just random shit. Well, and, yeah. Also, I mean, the visual aspect of you mm-hmm. is a big part of what you do as well. So, so was there anything visually that you're doing creative prior? Yeah, I mean, I was – I think I always – 
was painting and and I I do abstract stuff. I do like a lot of different just like uh let me take yeah. like let me dip my hand in this paint yeah. and smear it on the paper, you know? Like that's what like I mean, doing a lot of stuff like that. That and a, a portrait of somebody's just as abstract and weird as totally. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. The whole world's abstract. Yeah, yeah, that's real. So that's real. But yeah, I, you know, I I always always was painting and just doing random weird shit. Um a lot of times like in class, but, <laughs> and then, um, once I got to college, you know, I feel like there's this whole part of my story that is, is going to be released, you know, on this upcoming project that I have, but I was in the military. So, um, kind of like right around the time when you're graduating high school and like, I mean, you don't know yourself when you fucking graduate high school, Fuck like no. you, not at all. And if if you started that journey, like you're in the very beginning of that journey of finding out who you are and what your real interests are and like what it means to be a friend and a good person in the world and so on and so forth. And at that time, I'm 18, I go to basic training and, you know, they say we break you down to build you back up. So I essentially everything that I was starting to figure out about myself was just kind of like pushed down to the garbage bag and just like compacted down. And, you know, it's like when you don't want to take the garbage out, you know, and you just start fucking packing it down. And so, um, I was kind of, I just wasn't me. I just, I wasn't being real. So I went to college and I was, um, I was in the army national guard. So I was able to go to college at the same time. And I found myself doing shit that like, I didn't even like, like I was yeah, like, what were you doing in school? Like I did intramural basketball. Like I, like I fucking hate basketball, oh, you no. know? Yeah. Like I was just doing things just to, just to be a part of a group, just to be a part of a team. Um, and it really wasn't until my late senior year that I was like, Oh, like, I like doing pottery and I like ice skating and rollerblading and these things that I never did for myself, you know, and I was really starting to find out who I was. And I think that's a huge reason of why I wasn't recording any music at that time either, because it just I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's not me, you know, like no one around me was doing it. So that's a big part. I mean, honestly, it's just like your environment and the people that you choose to surround yourself with or the people that you don't have a choice, like you're surrounded by, just yeah. makes such a huge impact on your character. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, there's a couple things when people will approach me about like, hey, I want to start a podcast or I want to start making beats. I want to do this and that. Mm-hmm. And one thing I always tell people is like, the main thing you need is just the, the passion. Yeah. Like if you actually want to fucking do it. Yeah. You can do it. You can make it happen if you really give a shit. Absolutely. But the other thing is you need to take a good look at the people you're surrounding yourself with and make sure that those are the right people. Because once you start getting into this, you need people that are going to support you and not distract you from your work. Otherwise, they're just going to drag you down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that was a huge part of, you know, where I started in music is like I was, you know, excluding my cousin. I was surrounded by people who just like didn't have the same drive even you know like i i felt like they weren't doing music because it's within them i felt like they're just like i don't even know it's just well i mean like being an artist isn't for everybody yeah like being an artist is actually pretty fucking irrational and crazy sometimes when you think about it it's like totally why are we trying to do this (laughs) totally all the work that goes into it i mean like now like you've been you're a few a few almost five years in now yeah 
uh, half a decade. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, coming yeah. up, you do have an album release coming up here mm-hmm. in late February. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the years of your experience getting into this, you know, now it's so much more than just like writing a song, recording yeah. it and putting it out. Yeah. There's all this other stuff that goes into it with, you know, marketing, promoting events, organizing events. And mm-hmm. like you seem like a kindred spirit of me in terms of when you put together an event, it's not like, Oh, we're doing a show. Like let's have a fucking, let's make this way too extra. Let's be extra as fuck. (laughs) And it's fun, but it's just like, it's so much work and you're relying on so many people. And it's hard because there always isn't like a lot of like money and budget and stuff there. So it's just kind of like, yo, I need like a thousand favors from a bunch of people that barely know me, but please just, yeah, please help me. No, it's real. It takes, <laughs> it takes an entire team. It takes a community, Yeah, you know, it really does. Yeah. So since I brought it up, why don't we talk a bit about the release show yeah. just to promo that real quick, let people know. Yeah, for sure. So um, I have an album coming out called The Golden Opportunity. Um, and that album is about my military experience, um, kind of like from the start, which in my opinion is like age 14 because I was in my freshman year of high school and we had a Marine Corps JRTC program that I joined. Okay. So that was kind of like the start of the brainwashing and that like... That's, that's kind of wild that they start talking to you about that shit that young. It's crazy. Where did you go? Where were you in school at? I went to West Allegheny. Okay. Yeah, out by the airport. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's insane. If you, really, if you really break it down and think about it, like why are there recruiters talking to underage kids yeah. without an adult present? You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's, it's fucked fucking up. weird. You're not old enough to vote, but... They'll fucking it's start fucking talking to you. Weird. It's like you should be, if anything, they should be talking to kids about like voting and that sort of shit and yeah. like learning more about it. How but, to write a fucking check. Yeah. That, that, that's, there's, <laughs> we can go into a whole yeah, fucking yeah. rabbit hole about totally, that shit. Totally. But anyways, yeah, your so, experience. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it's it basically maps out my entire experience from age 14 to how I feel presently because I was all about the military originally. So this album is called The Golden Opportunity. It's about my military experience. Um Produced by Remy Vega, co-written by Treble and LS, and uh, the release party is going to be at the Thunderbird on February twenty second. All you have to do is remember two two two, right place, right time. <laughs> um, doors open at seven, and music starts at eight. And uh, we have DJ QRX, Treble and LS, and Saeed opening up for me. So super cool. Mm-hmm. So with the you mentioned being super into the military and things yeah. like that. Did you have like military in your family? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you my grew dad up around in, it. Yeah. My dad was in, um, both of my brothers are currently in one's active duty army, one's active duty air force. Um, I have many, many uncles, cousins in right now, like that it goes deep throughout my family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean that combined, like people being at your school telling you about it combined with the family, I'm sure yeah. it just seemed very normal. Yeah. It felt like you know, like, I don't feel like my, my family ever was like, you need to do this. You know what I mean? But I feel like there was some sort of pressure there just because it's like a, this golden opportunity, you know, like you're given your job training, you have a job, it's secured. It's, you know, when you're, when you're in training, you know, if I went, if I would have went active duty, then I would have been given, you know, housing and a food allowance and so on and so forth. But I was army national guard. But anyway, that's like a big selling point of the military is like, we give you everything you need to, be successful to be a leader and they make you think that that's like the only option coming out of high school 
Um, especially if you want four years of free college, you know, sure. which is like a huge, it's a huge thing. It, You're getting so much pressure. Like I, I'll never forget being a junior in high school and just how much pressure there was on me to make a decision right then and there of what I'm going to be doing when I graduate in a year. You know, like, where are you going to school? Are you going to school? What are you going to do? Like, it's it was constant. It's absurd. It's absurd. And Especially to be doing that at, like, a time when, like, biologically everybody's changing so much and yes. going through all this stuff. Like, it's so much pressure to yeah. put somebody through. And now, in retrospect, looking back on it, it's like, I can't fucking believe yeah. that... We made it out. Yeah. How do people no, seriously. Go deal with that shit? Seriously. I guess a lot of people don't, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I just, I, I look back and like there were teachers and guidance counselors that were like, oh yeah, you should join the military. And like, they never were even in. And I'm like, how can you tell someone that they should do something when you never even experienced it? You know? And like, I'm not going to lie. Like I have some resentment there from, for those teachers because it's like, yo, like y'all, really like pushed me into this and I'm not going to blame it on them, but it definitely, you know, when you're getting supported for this idea that you really don't have one single, you know, there's no facts. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a recruiter is going to tell you what you want to hear. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. You you're going to get all these things, but they're not going to explain the nuance of what they're taking from you. Yes, absolutely. And so. like you're in school with all of these textbooks that are edited very specifically to tell a good story and then Absolutely. you're being told a good story. It's just like, just be fucking honest, Absolutely. if anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's really what uh, this album is for me to tell my story. But also, I want teenagers and students and parents, teachers, guidance counselors to hear this because I feel like it's going to give a more informed decision for folks who are thinking about joining. Um I'll never tell someone don't join the military. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. Just as like, I don't want you telling me, we know what to do with mine. Sure. But I, I do believe that if I would have had someone say like, hey, I was sexually assaulted four times in my seven years of serving. Hey, like I dealt with a lot of homophobia and there was a lot of racism and like lots of xenophobia that I witnessed. And like, it's not cool. Um those like army values that they say that everyone, you know, upholds to selfless service, respect, you know, duty, all this stuff. It's a bunch of bullshit, quite honestly. And so like if I had someone just that was real with me, I, I at least would have taken a little bit more time to make the decision to join, you know, and I, yeah, I got four years of school. Cool. <laughs> and I majored in something that I don't fucking care about anymore. So it's oh, like, no. <laughs> what did I really like? What did I really get out of this? You know, like I got a lot of trauma and um, a dope album, maybe a dope album. <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's real. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I just I just feel like people need to be more informed before making this decision, because it's not just it's not just this like it's not just this one year commitment, you know, it's, it's four to six to eight years of your life at minimal, at minimal. And nine times out of 10, they'll give you some type of sign up bonus on your second time around when it's time for you to resign your contract. So you're going to be like, Oh, well I can get this $12,000 like tomorrow. If I sign this fucking piece of paper and stay in for another four years, like nine times out of 10, you're going to do that. Oh, sure. You it's, know, it's real easy to 
manipulate people like mm-hmm. that. People hate change. Yep. So if you get them in some sort of a sense of security and feeling like they almost like are relying on this. Yeah. Then, well, okay. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, I think it gets harder too if people get into the military and then have a family mm-hmm. and they start like a thing where it's like, okay, now it's not just me. Yeah. You know, I have other people counting on me, maybe a child or mm-hmm. a, a a spouse or something and then it gets real complicated. Yeah, absolutely. And I there's a imagine. lot of there's a lot of benefits and perks for folks in the military who have family. You know, and it's like that's another thing they pitch is like, "Oh, do you have a spouse? Do you have kids? We'll take care of them." You know, and um that's a that's a good that's a huge selling point for a lot sure. of people, you know. They'll, they'll take care of everybody with money that we low key don't have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's another point that I try to make too is that a lot of times their ways of taking care of issues is with money you know and it's like money can't solve everything you know and and it's like oh yeah sure your spouse got deployed and died but like your spouse awesome had this also had this really um awesome life insurance plan so here's one hundred and forty thousand dollars because they died good luck you know it's like cool and also, like, what did they die for? And, like, you can't even get an answer to that. Because it's sure. like, why were we deploying people? You know, like, it's just, it goes so, so deep. And there's so many layers into it, so many rabbit holes to get into. But I tried to dive into a couple of them, several of them on the album and and just give people my perspective of my real-life lived situations, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it seems like an incredibly unique perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm sure... I don't know how many people were in the military that are now making music like you are in your position. So it's cool to tell that story. It's uniquely you Mm -hmm. can tell you're passionate about it. And that's what people want to hear. Yeah. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with a good old fun pop song about, you know, like (laughs) getting freaky or something, which I know you've done. I have. (laughs) So, you know. It's, but I think that it's cool to really dig in and um, do this, you know, not only for the world, but also for yourself to just to kind of like maybe close, close the book on this chapter of your life and like, you know, move forward. Totally. It feels like a huge closure. It, it, it almost feels like an opening and, and a closure because, you know, like when I first started this album, we had to take a pause because um, a couple of the songs are like really, really heavy. And I actually started remembering some things that I forgot. And um, it made the it made the process really difficult in a lot of ways. But one of just like finishing writing the song, like, you know, like finishing the second verse, like, holy shit, I just remembered this other thing. And yeah. I want to include that in this song. But like, I'm also like really emotional right now. So we had to take several pro- pauses in this in the production of the album. And Something that I've experienced when writing music that was like incredibly personal or mm-hmm. heavy, maybe you experienced this too. Is again, this is a conversation between you and the listener. Ultimately, yeah, you are want you do want to make music for yourself, yes, but also you don't want to put something out there that's so heavy that it like frightens people. Absolutely. So, yeah. did you have to find that balance of like ways to approach things that are still like honest, yes, and not sugarcoating, but being very like sensitive Mm -hmm. to the listener in a way maybe i don't know if that's the right way to put it but 
No, totally. No, yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I think that's where um, bringing Treble NLS on the co-writing in really, like, really, really helps. You know, he's he's a great writer. He's a great co-writer. And, like, he can listen to my story. And um, because a lot of times, again, like, these are emotional stories. And I could take – how do I take this one-hour story and put it down into a three-minute song? You know, like, yeah. I, I have a lot of important things that I want to say that I want people to know and that I – I need to get off my chest as well. So like, how do I get all this into a three minute song? He's able to like, look at that and kind of condense it and say, okay, like I hear you on that, but we already kind of said that in this line. So let's, let's scratch that and let's bring something else into it. And the other thing I think that's probably complicated too. Well, again, I sometimes use incorrect words, but you know what I'm saying, right? Complicated about it is at the end of the day, you're still trying to put out a pop record. Yeah. So there needs to have that sort of like accessibility and simplicity in the songwriting that, you know, makes a pop song a pop song. Yeah, yeah. While still conveying the proper emotions and things, it still has to be catchy. Totally, totally. I think like we definitely moved more towards like this is a hip hop album because it, it, it ended up being to where like we can't make this a pop album. You know, like it was just like it's too heavy here or like it's not really like there's definitely like some catchiness to it, you know, like as like there's well, hip hop is catchy, sure. but it's not, it's definitely, let me just say this. It's definitely way different than a fire on Venus than my last project. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel like, yeah. Cause with that project, that's, there's a lot more atmosphere on it. And yes. I feel like there's a lot more space to just kind of, uh, it's a vibe. Yeah, we'll no, say it is. It totally <laughs> uh, is. It totally and is. And I would imagine if you're telling, you know, some getting more into storytelling, mm-hmm. what better backbone than hip hop? Yeah. To get, and especially if you have a lot to say, well, yeah, get them bars in. No, there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely bars on this one. Yeah, I've actually this is um, on some of these songs is actually the fastest I've ever rapped before. That's fun. Definitely pushed myself. Um, Treble pushed me to like, you know, kind of step outside of my comfort zone and gain some new skills, which is really awesome. So it feels good. Yeah. 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 And that's great. And I I love the idea of being able to um, go from project to project. Like I'm going to, I have a a feeling that I want to convey or a theme and like you can like fit everything around that. And it may not sound exactly like your last project, but Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Because again, it's a conversation between you and a listener and we already talked about this. Yeah. Now let's talk about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I also, you know, have been in this kind of pushing pull of like not genre, not genreing myself. And like, I, I just, I have, I have a vault of just songs that I have started and, and from my word documents to pieces of paper, to my voice recorder, to my my voice memos on my phone. I have so many, um, ideas and, and song concepts and like they fit into a huge span of genres. Like I even have some songs that like I would consider more on the punk side, to be honest. And who knows, like, I know, you know, I don't really play any instruments. Um, but who knows, like maybe I collaborate with a punk punk band later on and like put these songs out, you know what I mean? So I'm definitely like, I'm just at that point where I'm just doing music for me and I'm doing what feels right. And that feels so good to just not be like, Oh, I have to stay in this genre. Now that, now that my Instagram bio says that I'm a pop artist, you know, like it's really, really nice. Well, even like the, the definition of what 
pop is nowadays is so oh it's so broad it's so yeah it's super super broad <laughs> yeah i feel like if you're if you're talking to me about pop mm-hmm. the only i'll just be like okay this is probably a verse chorus bridge yeah. sort of song yeah that's a pop song yes totally yeah and it could go there could be there's pop punk yeah and there's you know there's r&b and then rap and mm-hmm. whatever there's a lot of different styles of music that can all be pop. Totally. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great point. And I think that now that there's so many genres and there's so many subgenres, it's like, even if I, like many people have been like, oh, well, if I run Venus sounds more like neo soul, neo jazz R&B to me, it doesn't sound like a pop album, you know, like, so there's, this, I'm just like, listen, like, I'm sure I could fit into 20 fucking genres at this yeah, point. <laughs> I think pop, the term pop gets a bad rep. It you, does. It's, people think that you're immediately talking about Justin Bieber totally. or Katy Perry yeah. or something, or Taylor Swift, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the case. Right. You know, there's yeah. a lot of great pop. The first two or three Madonna albums are fire. Yeah. Yeah. And that's real. Speaking of artists that, never really fit in a bubble. Madonna has objectively always been a pop artist, but she's done stuff all over the map stylistically. Yeah, she has. That's or, true. Or uh, David Bowie. Yeah. Another one yeah. all over the place. Yeah, that is true. From, you know, just rock to techno to mm-hmm. industrial to mm-hmm. weird, like all over the place. Super fun. Yeah. But at the end, it's always been David Bowie and it's always been Madonna because they have a voice. Yeah. Regardless of what is surrounding them regardless of the landscape they're still them totally totally. so it's always cool to just be able to find that voice and find people to collaborate with especially in your case since you have no interest in production or learning any of that stuff you just want to focus on focus on you never i mean like that's not to say let me let me say this that's not to say that i wouldn't like take a course on music production like i've actually been looking at like getting my master's in music production like berkeley online or something like that but in a sense of like focusing my energy on our project in like multiple different ways, production and doing also like writing the lyrics and performing and being a vocalist and like all these little slots to fill to make a project come to life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could do all that. Well, yeah. I, I always, you know, I always use the, I bring up, you know, if life is a pie chart, yeah. you only have 100% of yourself to give. Right. So the more things you try to take on, not only it's every time you add something, you're taking a little bit away from everything else that you want to do. Right. Totally. So totally. It, it can make it really hard. But on the flip, mm-hmm. I always encourage people that are musicians to know as much as they can about the full process. Absolutely. Just in terms of being able to communicate with the people that they're working with better. That's and that's like my that's like my main thing is because there's so many different things that you can do with I mean, look at how much technology we have. And there's so many things that you can do with a song. And there's often times where I'm trying to, you know, tell Remy like, hey, like I I hear this thing in my ears and it's like it does this like robotic thing. But and then, you know, he's just he takes sure he takes an hour trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. You know, and like he ends up getting it. But it's like it's my issue because I can't articulate. I don't have the words. Sure. It It would be easier if you were like, yo, like I have this idea if we would like. Just put some extra compression and bit crush it and give me a little bit of reverb and a delay thing. Boom. And like, you know, like, yep. like, oh, okay, cool. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But like, instead I, you're like, I have this thing where it sounds like the, you know, yeah. It's like, and I have what? to like bring up a I have to like bring up someone's song and be like, that right there, right there, that, that, yeah. that. You know, and like 
it takes a it takes time. And I, I think like knowing the vocabulary and knowing what can be done um, really, really would help me a lot. And mm-hmm. that's like that's why mainly why I've been looking at, you know, like getting some type of uh, program under my belt. And know, it, it's that, also so. crucial, too, because like sometimes the thing that's awesome about not being formally trained mm-hmm. in a lot of things is that your brain works differently from me or from mm-hmm. Remy or yeah. anybody else that makes beats yeah. because we at this point have to think, we think everything has to be done correctly, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the correct way isn't always the best thing for the song. Mm-hmm. So since your brain isn't like formally trained yet, it yeah. may be if you decide to go down that road, mm-hmm. you may think of something that is objectively wrong, but is better for the song. Totally. So if you can like have a little bit of an idea of like, what it needs, but still not being too behind the curtain where you don't allow yourself to think of those outside the box things anymore. That's like the best place to be. No, totally. I try to, uh, I like really try to, I've been trying to get myself back into a position of not overanalyzing mixes and doing everything properly. Yeah. Like, cause there's that, like that rawness. It's like the human element that gets kind of stripped away when, you make everything too perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. We've even, Remy and I have been kind of playing around on some songs where some things kind of drop behind the beat a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. and, and it's, it, that less robotic feel, like it just feels good to the ears, you know? Like there's a, there's a different sensation that you get when you listen to music that isn't, you know, oh, yeah. On point, you know, exactly on It point. makes you move. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a, what it's this is the I'm always bringing up fucking roller coasters. It's like <laughs> it's like a wooden roller coaster roller versus coasters. like a steel roller coaster. Yes. Like a wooden roller coaster kind of fucks you up a little bit yes. more, but it's objectively funner. It's it's a lot of fun. Sometimes yeah. like a lot of newer roller coasters, it's like it the ride's done and it's yeah. like I flipped around and stuff, but did I ride anything? Right. This was like way too smooth. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. didn't even feel dangerous. I'm I kind of, so I kind of want you said that. <laughs> I, I love roller coasters. I'm like a re- roller coaster enthusiast. Hell yeah. 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 Yo, my my old man retirement goals. I want to join like the roller coaster enthusiast thing and like go on the buses and take the trips with all the other Some, ho- old homies. I'm and- trying to do it. I'm trying to do it. There's like a there's like a roller coaster guild. That you can join. Yeah. I'm trying to do it. I'm yeah. starting a, 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 a roller coaster vlog. Listen, send it to me. I'm yeah. ready. There's like, you I, know I'm, how like people will like watch like puppy and like kitten videos? Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, I watch roller coasters. Same. Videos. Yeah. Like if I'm sad or like even like whatever, you know, I don't know. Like for any reason that people would like be like, Hey, send me some cute puppy kitten videos. I'm feeling blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, send me roller coaster videos <laughs> because that's what does it for me. That's yeah. what does it for me. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I love theme parks. I love roller coasters. <laughs> uh, yeah. So do you have a favorite roller coaster? Um, I, oh. are we talking about like anywhere? Anywhere. Pittsburgh? Anywhere. Um, Yes. And I'm mixing up all of the names because there's so many names with steel in them. Um, but there's a roller coaster at Dorney Park okay. that I just recently rode this past summer. 
And it's like steel. Is it the, mm, is it I, the steel force? I'm not sure. I haven't been ah, to any parks. I can't remember it because there's so many fucking names now. Like yeah. Steel curtain, steel force, steel thunder, steel like. Yeah. Oh, God. But um, steel vengeance at Cedar Point. Yeah. Is fire. I. It was the mean streak. The big wooden oh, roller coaster. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah, they, yeah. They, they like re they put steel rails on the wooden track and like yeah. added a bunch of like weird loops and stuff. It's fucking insane. I don't think I've I don't think I've rode it since they did that though. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a while ago when I wrote it. I was nervous about it because I loved the mean streaks so uh-huh. much, but they did it justice. That ride is fucking crazy. I have to go. I I, I wanna this coming summer I wanna hit um I wanna hit Bush Gardens. Same. Yeah. I Same. wanna hit we can go. I swear they I'm, got that new <laughs> ride that's opening up. Yes. Yes. I wanna hit Bush Gardens. I also um I wanna go to Hershey Park. Hershey Park's yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. And um Have you and, been? Yeah, but it was it was a while ago. Yeah. And um and then I also just I love going to Cedar Point. So yeah. I wanna go to Cedar Point and it's been a little while for me there too. So yeah. But Dorney Park was cool. Cool. Was definitely cool. Yeah, yeah, that's I want that's on the list. Mm-hmm. I want to do I want to do Bush Gardens this year. Yeah. And my big goal is I want to do Alton Towers. Oh, it's in the UK. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Um that's 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 some money saving. I might but, have to do like I might have to go there in like 2021. Yeah. I might have to Yeah, I don't that. know if it's going to happen. We did we did Disney World last year. How and was I, it? And I'd never been. I had a lot of fun. Okay. Uh it, it's super whack for roller coasters. But as a whole, it was a really fun time. Okay. Just because like, I think that you might enjoy it in the aspect I did because everything you're in a giant performance, right? Right. The entire park, everything from people, you know, giving you hot dogs to people operating the rides, like everything is a performance. So Uh it's just so fun looking at it from like behind the curtain and be like, how does, how do they make this operate so smoothly? It's so cool. I have to check it out. I I definitely like. I'm definitely making like some some solid theme park plans. Yeah. Like every summer, like I'm like I'm I'm hitting this theme park, no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to do Bush Gardens because I've never been mm-hmm. and it seems awesome. I was there one time and had a really uh, shitty experience because I was at a military training oh, and okay. I went with a whole bunch of military people who like weren't roller coaster riders and the lines. And I will say it was hot as hell and the lines were crazy that day. And, um, the people that I were with were kind of like, I don't want to, you know, do that. And yeah. then, and one of them was my ride. So it was like one of those situations where it's like, I kind of had to like stick with them and like, yeah. so I Being, didn't, I didn't get to ride too much. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I go to a theme park, it's like, Four people max. Yeah. Like yeah. I do not fuck with groups at theme no, parks because no. it's just like. I've learned. I've learned <laughs> my lesson. I definitely have learned because like people, when I say like, no, we're riding roller coasters, I feel like people don't understand what I'm saying. Like I'm not like, I'm not fucking with the bumper cars. Like I yeah. don't, like I don't <laughs> care. Like <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Like I can, those bumper cars right there are the same bumper cars that are at whatever, you True. know, like down the road here. True. Like yeah. I could ride those. I could find some place, you know, indoor bumper cars here, you know, like I'm not fucking with that. I'm trying to ride roller coasters, you know, like that's what I'm trying to do. So like people don't, people don't get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ride, um, steel curtain? Yeah. Oh no, no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another two shitty experiences at Kennywood. I got there one, one time I got there really late and, um, there was, uh, an, an hour and a half left before the park closed. Oh, yeah. And they closed the line of the ride. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I went for like the night Rider pass. I got you. Yeah. And I I thought that I would be able to get on. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the only reason why I went that I'm night. I'm sorry. Yeah. Didn't get on. So, 
That's rough. <sighs> I went opening it. day and waited in line for five hours. Holy shit. I just did it. Yeah, yeah. It was so great. I, it was... It's a good ride, uh-huh. but it definitely has that it's so safe that at the end of it, I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah. Like, this was cool, but also, like, You're- like I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's so weird. It almost just feels like it didn't happen. That's like when I say they need to, like, take the adrenaline knob and just turn it up, you know? Like, there's something about a ride, you know, like. When you have like the kind of wiggly harness, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like there's something about that. People would think I'm crazy, but I think it's great. <laughs> well, that's what's dope about like the Thunderbolt yes. and the Jackrabbit and all yeah. this. Like, this is so raw. Yeah. yeah. But hell yeah. Yeah. The Thunderbolt's tight. That's probably my favorite ride in the park. The Thunderbolt is really fun. Um, I I have a great time on the racer. Yeah, the I, racer's sick. I can't stop laughing when I'm on the racer because like it's just – People just do funny shit on the racer. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know that sign that says don't stand up? Oh, yeah. I stand up every time. I hope I, they're going to come and arrest me now. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> I, 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 I've, like, I've thought about for a long time I want that sign tattooed on my oh, leg. Oh, that would be a great tattoo. That's a uh-huh. great Pittsburgh tattoo. Yeah, yeah. that's yinzer <laughs> as fuck. Actually, I, wa- I actually wanted to call my roller coaster vlog don't stand up but fucking rick seaback already took it for his kennywood thing that's so all, that's, that's all okay I have to say. that's all i have to say i'm going with my my my, my second option the double dip love it yeah which okay. is still a good name yes yes it is yes it is yeah totally we'll send that so to rick seaback if you're listening keep your fucking hands off my name <laughs> <laughs> Yo, send that to me whenever, whenever you get. A yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm planning on like I'm gonna do because I'm a, I'm a season pass holder at Kennywood, okay. so I'm gonna start at Kennywood and then just kind of expand. Cool. From there, it's cool. just like I talk about again. We just spent fucking like ten minutes talking about I know. this shit I love on it. here. You're probably one of the only people that I've brought up a roller coaster, and they're like, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate this energy. Yeah, coming yeah. Back at me right now, so. With I always bring up roller coasters because I like to think of songwriting mm-hmm. as a good roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like a song should have all of the dynamics and changes of a good roller coaster. Totally. And come back around. Like you start in the station, mm-hmm. you have an idea of what's gonna happen. Yep. But sometimes it's a little bit crazier than mm-hmm. you think and it slows down, it gets dramatic. Like, oh my god, I'm yeah. gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end it's like I'm safe. Yeah. Everything's okay. Totally, totally. No, I, I, I fuck with that idea. Yeah. So moving forward now, I know obviously you're still finishing up this project. Yeah. Um, but I imagine you're the type of person that's always thinking a couple steps ahead. Yes. Yes. Um, would you care to shine any light on maybe some ideas that you're thinking, you know, once you release this album in February? Totally. Totally. So, um, we're, I actually kind of plan to, in a way, exhaust this album. And what I mean by that is I love to talk, if you can't tell, um, and I love to public speak. And so what I would really like to do is I would, I mean, I'm always down to tour, but I'd like to do a lot more speaking engagements, um, you know, either kick it off with like a song or end it with a song, but talk at universities, talk at high schools, talk at workshops, gatherings, retreats, whatever. Um, and talk about the trauma that happens outside of deployment. So I want to talk about everything that happens before from 
basic train or from actually talking to the recruiters, you know, when you're young, um, to basic training, to your job training, to like being in a unit. I want to talk to people about this stuff and again, give them more information so that they can make a more informed decision about joining. So I really want to take this album and, um, of course, still perform it. Never, not going to never not perform my album, but well, maybe in like 12 years, I won't. Yeah, no, yeah. but you know what I mean? But like, um, I really want to take this and, um, you know, I've, I rebranded my, uh, website to have, um, a, a form where people, if they're requesting me to speak at their event, they can, you know, fill that out. So I'm trying to really, um, just take this passion that I have to give people more information about the situation. And I'm trying to put it into, in a, in a format where, it's a performance, but also it's this conversation as well. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really cool, unique opportunity. And if you want to do it, fucking do it. The yeah. only person stopping you is yourself. Right. right? right. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and the other thing too, with like touring and performing with what you do, I've, I've seen you perform before, but not like a, like a headlining big thing, mm-hmm. just, you know, like, like middling supporting stuff mm-hmm. um so i imagine if like you're headlining and doing a thing you have a lot of extra stuff that you're trying to do absolutely and that could be hard to take on the road yeah so it's like if i'm gonna go on the road do i want people to see a stripped down version of my vision right you know what i mean it's right. like oh this movie's in theaters across the country but everywhere else only gets to see half of the movie right totally. like that's fucked up it's yeah. like almost i would almost just rather not even try to play if I can't do the whole fucking thing absolutely because it's not going to come off right yeah and I mean like that's one of the reasons everyone asked me why I didn't tour with A Fire on Venus because I had the opportunity at the New Hazlet Theater where they gave me the theater and I had a lighting designer stage designer a costume designer and I had a band and five dancers and backing vocalists and it, it was it was an amazing production and that is that is ready to be picked up and taken to any city, like in sure. reality, like yeah. everything's set. The reality of it is, though, is that people ask me why I didn't tour on with that is because of money. Like people don't realize if I have five ben- band members, five dancers, two backing vocalists, <laughs> not to mention I need to bring someone for sound, someone for lighting with me, most likely. You need a space that's big enough to accommodate it. You, need, you know, like there's a lot of these factors. I can't ask all of these people, you know, 20 some people, oh, oh, hey, leave your full time job and leave what you're doing here in Pittsburgh yeah. to come on the road with me with no money up up front. Like, how are they going to pay their bills? You know, so like, no, I, <laughs> how no, am I going to transport 20 people? Yeah, no, you I know. <laughs> no, wh- yeah. whenever we do like full production sites in the new violence shows, it is like you know, lighting projectors, Mm -hmm. costume changes. Like it's a fucking nightmare. It's awesome. Yeah. But it's so hard to do it properly. Like finding like most of the places that we play in Pittsburgh, the stage isn't even big enough to really hold what we need. That is, and that's nothing against the city. It's just our ideas are too big. So we're fucking nincompoops. I mean, that's like where I'm at. That's <laughs> you know? where I'm at. Because so it's like, how, how do, do we grow from here? How do I take a theater performance where you have all this space for dancers and for me to interact with the dancers, space for my band? How do I how do I pick this up and and just immediately just plop it into another city at a theater that can accommodate us with, again funding or resources to do that yeah. like it's just it's not doable right now and so people ask me why didn't you take it on tour why didn't you take it on tour that's why and and i'm not down to do it half-assed like i just i have this same 
had this, I had this vision. The vision came to light life for two nights in Pittsburgh and it was beautiful and it was amazing. And I don't regret any of it. I'm not going to scale that down and do a half-assed version of it for in another city because that's just not what I want to do with it. So yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's super important. If you don't want to do something, don't fucking don't do, do it. it. It's like <laughs> it, it's just not worth it. Cause then like you'll yeah. just start feeling all bitter about the stuff. Yeah. And you'll, it's well, it's I, gonna fuck up all your energy. I imagine like if I was in another city and I stripped this down and didn't come, didn't bring my dancers. I didn't bring this lighting designer and I just had my band and me. People, I, I, afterwards, I would just be like, no, no, really, like you should go on YouTube and watch the video oh, that I've, we did on a Pittsburgh. I've caught you myself know? doing that yeah. shit and I need to stop fucking yeah. doing that yeah. because like we'll play shows and people were like, that was dope. And instead of me just being like, thanks. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like admitting to yeah. people. They didn't even ask for it. I'm like, yo, you should see it with the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, and that's like, like just I don't learn wanna... how to take a compliment. <laughs> totally. Totally. But I, do, I also don't even want to be in that position to totally. where I'm thinking like, you should have saw the Pittsburgh one. It's on YouTube. Go watch that. Like, I, that's just not where I want to be with it. So yeah. 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 If I'm going to tour, I want to do it the way I want to do it because I, like you said, why do something you don't want to fucking do? <laughs> yeah. Especially now in this, I think that, you know, the whole, um, at least now, especially with this new project that you're putting out, which yeah. is eventually it basically, an album about doing stuff that you didn't really want to do in one way or another. It's like now that you're in an opportunity in a position to finally tell your story and live your life the way that you want to live it within Mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. It's like, why fuck up that now? Why do that? Why? It's like, it would, it would be me going backwards, moving backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that it seems like, you know, you have your, head on straight and there's a lot of cool opportunities that are coming your way mm-hmm. and people that do want to work with you and it's a it's a slow grind yeah but looking back on the past five years i, th- I would say you've done a whole hell of a lot of work totally in a short amount of time mm-hmm. like, would yeah. you imagine that you'd be sitting in the position you are now hell when no. you stepped into that studio hell no back then hell no yeah. absolutely not i mean like i just getting supported through grants, you know, like I never would have imagined. Yeah, that's crazy. Place. I've I've, yeah. I've noticed that you have had support like that. Can we yeah. talk a little bit about yeah, that? Totally, like totally. how that came to light? Yeah. So this album, The Golden Opportunity, is actually supported um, through the Pittsburgh Foundation and the Heinz Endowments with the um, Advancing Black Arts in Pittsburgh grant. Um, so, you know, like I was like, hey, like I have this idea and I want to get this message out to people and um, like... I need money, yeah. you know, and like, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for paying people. I can, I can't, I can, you can only ask for favors so many times, you know? And so like Remy needs paid, Treble needs paid. Um, the mastering, um, person needs paid like that, you know, like there's a lot of different, you know, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into making an album and it's costly. It's costly as fuck. And after, after a fire on Venus, I was like, holy shit, I dropped a lot of fucking money, you know, and like no regrets. But when I look at my Excel spreadsheet, I'm like, holy fuck, that was a lot of money. So I needed, I needed support. And, um, I, I applied to the grant and, um, I, I ended up getting it. Yeah. I got awarded. I got awarded twelve thousand dollars for support of the album, um, which like was you know, 
I can't even explain the feeling. Um, when you were like, did somebody approach you or did you like look into this stuff yourself? I've been looking into um, grants for a while. Because I think that that's obviously it's a thing that exists because yeah. you got it, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, not everybody that's watching or listening. I mean, if you feel like you have a good fucking reason, look into it. Th- yeah. That is an opportunity. It's like you'll get a lot of naysayer shit about like, oh, there's no opportunities in the city to do Mm -hmm. anything. And it's just like, are you even looking? Yeah. Yeah. And like I had, I think the biggest uh, point of of advice that I was told and took and ran with, and then thus had, had produced these, these outcomes of me getting supported is when you write a grant, when you apply for a grant, don't write as if, um, how should I say this? Don't write the way you think people want to read it or hear it, you know, like, like writing talk, a song talk. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. write as if you were talking the way that you talk. So like, you know, don't, um, to whom it may concern, <laughs> I have an idea for an album that will bring to light, like, you know, <laughs> you know, just be like, Hey, yo, my name's Brittany. Um, I grew up in blah, 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 blah. And that, you know, relates to this because of this. And, you know, just talk, the, just cut the bullshit, cut the, yeah, literally just cut the bullshit. Like to put it plain and simple, cut the bullshit, put your, put your idea out there, be real and genuine. Don't try to fucking like search for these little connections and be like, oh, well, it will help Pittsburgh because of this. Like, like, be real. Like, if you think it will help p- the Pittsburgh community because of this, then yes, yeah, say that. But don't like, they, they know when you're bullshitting, like 100%. Like, they know when you're bullshitting. They know when you're not passionate about something. They, they know when you're trying to be somebody you're not. So just be yourself, write the way you would talk and put your idea out there. And honestly, it does take multiple tries to get funded. Some, I mean, not for everyone. Sometimes it'll be your first application oh, ever sure. and you'll you, get funded, but you gotta, you gotta learn to take a no. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, like that, I think it's cliche now because it's said so often, but don't give up just because you get denied once. Don't give up. Keep applying, you know, like it really, really helps. I mean, I applied to the advancing black arts twice and I got it on my second try. So it was because, I mean, I've had this idea for this album for a really long time. I needed to fine tune some things. And I also needed to be real in the way that I was applying because I was talking as it, like, to whom it may concern. And it it may know? not even be you 100% either. It could be timing on their end. And Absolutely. Like, you know, how much budget they have to allot to certain things. So, I mean, timing is always so crucial Absolutely. on something. You know, you could send the same message you could have sent it a week earlier and maybe you would have, oh, okay, well, we had that. There was a little bit of money left in the budget and then somebody else sent a message before you and then totally. they got the opportunity. Totally, The golden yeah. opportunity, if you will, yeah. before you did. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, the, it's really true. And I think that, you know, like, it comes down to believing in what you're doing. Like, and and again, like, I think that's a cliche thing that a lot of people say is like, you need to believe in what you're doing. But like, I've, finally grasped that what that meant in 2019 like because if you listen to my past projects like i'm not gonna say that they suck but i'm not necessarily like yeah fuck yeah 
uh, faith in humanity. Like, because I, what I didn't believe in what I was doing, you know, and well, I mean, like there, you, 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 you grow and you change and you realize some things about yourself. And well, I imagine there's different levels of belief in yourself too, because absolutely. there's belief in yourself in terms of like the words that you're putting on the paper. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the belief in yourself just as a performer, yeah. regardless of the words, like yeah. being able to write something with confidence and then like perform it with confidence totally and capture the right, the right thing. That's like, you know, you're always trying to catch, capture that lightning in a bottle and it's really, really hard to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, just, just be real and like believe in your project and and your vision and your goals and then apply. Well, I think that it's like, yeah, it's, you know, patience, persistence. Yeah. Um, and positivity. Yeah. And don't be afraid just to tell people about what you're doing. I think that that's one of the hugest hangups for people that I know that are really talented artists, regardless of talent, like mm-hmm. people that are just passionate. They want people to know what they're doing, but they don't tell anybody about yeah. it. No, that's, so that's like, another thing. Yeah. Nobody's going to like those songs. Nobody's has a, a, a fucking a telepathic link to that hard drive on your computer right. with all them songs you're not releasing. Yeah, yeah. Just no, put them out. That's real. That's real. You I think you said it perfectly. People can't read your mind and and know what you have going on. And you know, like that comes down to like your elevator pitch and you know, like And I think it's crucial too just to let people know about what you're doing because Maybe I'm telling you about this idea that I have mm-hmm. and you don't give a shit. Right. But your friend is looking for somebody Absolutely. that's, you know, you never know who you're talking to or who they know. Yep. So. No, it's, that's just real. Be, make those connections. I mean, don't be annoying. Like yeah. I never walk up to people like, hey, how's it going? My name is Sykes and I do this and this and this and this and this. Please yeah. help me. Yeah. But there's just, a difference. <laughs> there's a difference. It kind of goes back to the topic of surrounding yourselves with the right people and the environment Absolutely. that they're, you're choosing to be in from day to day. And if Absolutely. you're in an environment where if you're going out to shows that you're not playing, but you know, there's going to be like cool creative people there and you just rap with them for a bit about mm-hmm. stuff that you're working on, ask questions, figure out what they're working on. Cause you never know. They totally. might be doing something that you need like, Oh shit. You totally. know, but you're a dancer. Be, I need dancers. It has to be genuine. Yeah. Like, totally. I, I like, I have to say that because there have been so many people that come up to me and they're like, hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, I got this, this, and this, 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 this is going on. Oh, but like, what do you do? Oh, that's cool. Okay, have a good night. And I immediately am like, like, I don't, I don't need to talk about myself. But the way that they approach that conversation. Oh, yeah. You know, I was like, I've had that was weird. <laughs> I, I've, like, I've been like, I've been like out at the bar. Yeah. And like somebody like, well, might be maybe like me and you are at the bar mm-hmm. and we're talking about music stuff mm-hmm. and then somebody over here overhears it and they're like yo i heard you do music stuff i do music stuff too check out my soundcloud i got like twelve thousand down like like way too much information at yeah. once like yeah yeah you, it's like, like who are like hi right what's going on right it's like <laughs> what's that saying like you can lead something to water like, to lead drink. a horse to water yeah but yeah. you can't make a drink yeah yeah like you know, like just pass a business card and uh, I don't know. It's just, I think it just comes down to just being genuine. Well, I mean, like, that's the thing too. Know. is like, it's hard to say because that person, it's, it's an awkward situation learning how to talk to people. Absolutely. So you need to have some empathy totally. to an extent. It's like, 
even though you're kind of being an asshole right now, mm-hmm. you may not be trying to be an asshole. You just don't know That's a better way to approach this conversation. That's totally, totally real. Yeah. I just like, you know, I think it's, it's a vibe too, you know, like yeah. you can, you can feel when, when people are like, it's like that leeching feeling, you know, yeah. it's like. Yo, why are you being a leech right now? You know, because like I'm always down to check out new art. I always am down. I'm always down. But like if you're leeching, it it makes me feel like I don't really want to check your shit out. Like, you know, and like that's just again, that comes down to just like knowing how to bring it up, knowing how to talk about it, knowing how to like not be weird about it. And it's it's like it's one of those things where. Most of the time, a really productive conversation that I have with a stranger or an acquaintance, Mm -hmm. it's like after the fact, I'm like, oh, that's dope. That happened. I didn't even like, yeah, you don't even realize that it's happening. No, totally. And then totally. And I and I have to say, like, I've been the leech. Like, I have been the leech. Sure. Like, I I was at a show at like a like a large scale show, like someone very, very prominent. And they had a meet, they had a meet and greet afterwards. And I fucking (laughs) had, you already know where it's going. And I had a fucking copy of my EP in my backpack (laughs) and a sticker and a business card. And I stuffed it into the fucking CD sleeve. And I was like, Hey, nice to meet you. That was, that was a great show. Here's my stuff. I'm an artist and my stuff is on every platform. And like, this is the album that I just put out. And this album is about um, social justice and environmental justice. And I talk about fracking and like, here's the stuff. And they were literally like, cool. Thank you for coming to the show. And like, you know what they probably did with that fucking CD Threw that in the trash. And you know, I kind of don't blame them. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I've done, I've done the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's so hard because it's like, you never know. Yeah. And you don't realize that that's the wrong way to approach things Mm -hmm. until you unfortunately do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, fucking up in a relationship or fucking up at school On a or date. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you kind of <laughs> got to make those mistakes. And then now you have a reason to believe like, oh, yeah, I know this is the wrong way to approach it because I've been this idiot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're only human. Totally. Totally. And, you know, like something that I recently brought up on my social media is that I've been getting a lot of like requests, not a lot, that's a, an exaggeration, but I'm getting, I'm getting a couple requests to uh, feature on people's songs. And like, I can tell they never even listen to my music. Like, <laughs> like people that ask to come on the podcast, to, like, it's God, like people <laughs> will like hit me up. It's like, okay. Like, and then they're like, yo, so like, we're going to bring our instruments and stuff. It's like, that's not what this is or they show up and they're like oh it's video too like i'm not i'm not ready for this it's like you hit me up to be on the show right 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 yeah it's because like how'd you find out about the show because you saw a video that was posted right right yep yep it's like come on now make the connection yeah Yeah, like i had someone you're fine you're fine yeah like i had someone hit me up and like I was like, you know, I, I I entertained it. And I was like, yeah, send me the song. And it was like, got my Lamborghinis and my bitches, my bitches. And I'm like, cool. Uh, sure. I can't be on that song. <laughs> like you don't. Yeah. For sure. I mean, like nine times out of 10, when someone hits you up for a collaboration, they don't know you. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they never hung out with me. They never went and got tea with me. But they you know at least I mean? know your fucking music. I would hope. I would fucking hope. No, but like, I mean, it was like, they I was probably like, saw you like 
on the paper or something like totally. that. And we're like, that's it. Totally. Oh. And that's that. I can't do it. I can't, I can't no, do it's it. Bullshit. So like, that is what I, that's like more so what I mean about that genuine, genuine aspect. You but know there's a mean? whole aspect of that style of like music, mm-hmm. the Lamborghini bitches music, we'll yeah. call it whatever genre yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's like, it's like, it's not about content. It's all kind of like clout and vibe. Yeah. Totally. So it's like, you could like, have done anything on that track and it wouldn't have mattered it what you said would it's not just, have mattered it's at just all. they wanted your name totally on like you know the feature and that's weird because like people are acting like i've won like five grammys like y'all need to chill out sure just because i was on a fucking fucking city paper or whatever the fuck like that's cool and don't get me wrong like i love that i had that opportunity and i love the city paper and i love all of them but like don't like don't that's approach like, me like i'm gonna make you name famous me, that's name fucking me, it's weird. like do you name me five other people that you've seen on the city paper in the past year <laughs> yeah i mean it's like it's like it's cool but it's yeah. not that big of a deal yeah. it's just because like you're connected with music and you know who i am so now it seems big but right. also it's like there's it's just weird. It's really, really weird. And it's, it creeps me out. If anything, it creeps me out. Like, I'm just like, like the one word I come up with is just like, ew, ew. Like, you're yeah. like, like, what do you think I'm going to do for you? Like, I like, I mean, not that much. Honestly, no, it's, like, it's, a, it's, it's inevitable. And that's like, that's what I like try to tell people about the show, too, is it's just like, this is a really cool thing. It's like, I do this because I love doing it. I mm-hmm. love talking with other artists and comedians or people that own restaurants, whatever people yeah. doing cool shit. Yeah. And, you know, we put it out there for the world. People listen to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like huge. I'm yeah. not like, you know, this is like the biggest podcast on the planet. Right, right. But there's more people that listen to this show on a weekly basis than actually go to any given local show. Totally. So all things considered. Yeah. It's tight. Yeah. But it's still like, don't like hit me up to come on my show that you've never listened to because you think this is going to be some huge step yeah. for you to be here. And then like fucking people that show up, they've never listened to the show. They have nothing to say. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like pulling teeth. Yeah. Like we've been going for over an hour already and it feels like it's been 20 minutes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. There's been people that it it feels like I've been sitting with them for three hours and it's been 10 minutes. It's crazy. (sighs) Yeah. 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 So like, but also it's like empathy. I get it. It's just like, no, not everybody is malicious. Some people Mm. just don't know. Totally. And like I said, like I was that person. Like I, I can't, I will never say like, I'm perfect. I've been there and done that. And that's why, like, I think maybe I even cringe more when I see it happen. Cause I'm like, it's like kind of like that, um, that, that embarrassment fat, like when you're watching a movie and, oh, and like yeah. you, get, you get that embarrassment for like the character and it's like, Ooh, like, mm, cause like I can, I remember me doing that. You know, and it's just like, it's not cool. Just be genuine. Just, just, just be genuine. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the whole, like, that's the thing that always like rubs me the wrong way about like so many songs that are like super feature heavy mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, it's, it's like where not all the time, but yeah. most of the time I feel like there's just like a severe lack of art and it's just like, we're mm-hmm. just putting popular things together so people will listen to it. Yeah. And for me, for whatever reason, maybe it's corny, but I want a little bit more meaning out of my music. No, that's I mean, real. if there's two that's people real. that do a song together and it has a consistent theme and it makes sense for this track to exist, totally. that's awesome. Totally. But if it's just like you talking about yourself and then somebody else talking about themselves and then somebody singing a hook that has nothing to do with either thing, yeah. but it's just like three popular people, it's just like this is... 
this is an advertisement. Yeah. It's like I'm listening to a commercial. It definitely happens. It definitely happens. And that's like that's like what I didn't want to happen with this this person hitting me up. You but know? It, it's it's, gonna, like, it's inevitable though. It's like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's part of being in this world. Mm-hmm. People are going to, you know, either try to leech or just may, may not even be a leech. They're just gonna yeah. they're gonna want to be a part of Whenever you find success, regardless of how big or small it is, other people are going to want to be a part of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. Get your networking skills up. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Get your networking skills up, you know, like, yeah, just if you're going to ask for a collaboration, make sure you know who you're asking. Make sure it's you're asking with purpose, Um, you know, make sure you're not expecting for it to be like a free feature either like if you don't have the money just be upfront about it you know like hey like i don't have the budget to offer you anything but and i understand if that you know makes yeah. you not want to be a part I mean, of it yeah, like, you know, like just be real just there's be real like corny but like efficient business tactics that you could use and just say yeah. like hey like you know, we don't got much of a budget for this right now, but like, I really want you on this track because mm-hmm. it's about this. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it vibes really well with you and what you're doing. And, you know, we're going to, you know, release it on Spotify and I have this many monthly listeners and yeah. I got this many followers on Instagram yep. and like we'll help push your stuff out there, share some stuff. Maybe we could play a show cross, you know, cross promote that way, Absolutely. do a cool track. And like, again, like neither of us are making any money off this, but we may be able to expose each other to fan bases because, you know, we're making music that's similar enough that, you know, we could help each other out Absolutely. and we network. And that's a good positive way to do a collaboration. Absolutely. And, you know, I had someone hit me up uh, like four months ago and they were like, hey, I know you don't know me. Um, I have an album that's not coming out until 2021, but I heard your stuff and I really want you on a track. Would you mind meeting up uh, for coffee or tea with me that's so that excellent. we can chat? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Let's do that. Because now there's time. We have we have a lot of time until the project comes out. I can get to know you, which honestly will probably make what I bring to the project better. Yeah, you know, for your project because it's your project, not mine. I'm featuring on your song, so like, I now I have time to get to know you better and get to know what you're trying to do with this album and what what you're trying to do with the song. And like now, I can provide you a better product. Yeah, and even outside of all of that, you're just making a human connection, which is which is beautiful, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. No, it's. Yeah. We're getting ready to record a new album with Sykes and a New Violence. And I do, I mean, I write a lot of the music and then I have my band members come in. They add their things to it and it becomes like a collaborative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can record my own vocals, but I hate recording my own vocals. It's just really hard to get in the zone. Can you imagine like, yo, yo, yo. Start, stop. Right. Yo, yeah. You know, it's, it's hard. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying, I'm trying to find a, like a, a producer that I can trust mm-hmm. that I haven't worked with before. Yeah to do this just to get a new experience and like somebody that I'd reached out to said they were down to do it. I have like a lot of respect for their work and stuff Mm -hmm. they've done. And I was like, cool. Like I could send you these demos that I have so you can get an idea of what's going on. Maybe we can link up and listen through it. Cause I want to get your input. And they were just like, nah, I'd rather just like, I don't like to think too much beforehand. I just kind of want to like do this, like just show up and we'll start recording. And it's just like, that's not the energy I fuck with at all. That's like, I'm not trying to overthink things. It's just, I just want to meet face to face, let you know 100% what I'm trying to accomplish with this. So we're on the same page before we enter the studio. So we can like 
I want you to know what you're getting into and I want to know what I'm getting into working with you. So it just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, totally. And then now, you know, like maybe a, that's not the right yeah, way to go. I don't and, think it is. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's that's those are things that you only really figure out until it's happened the wrong way. Yeah, totally. Before experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's super crucial. Yeah. So speaking of experience, yeah, we're both an hour older now. Yeah. Our listeners are an hour older at this point. <laughs> uh, I feel like we could chat for a lot longer. Probably. But, you know, uh, it gets to a point where it's best just to leave them wanting more. Totally. If you will. Absolutely. You'll come back sometime, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll go ride some roller coasters. Hell yeah. We'll talk about that sometime. Hell yeah. That would be tight. Maybe like get a GoPro or yeah. something. I was thinking it would be really fun actually for if that roller coaster thing takes off to do a GoPro and like ask people questions on roller coasters. Oh, it'd be so great. How hysterical would be that be? so much fun. Yeah. I'd be down. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. So before I do my outro, let people know where they can find you on yeah, the internet. Totally. So, um, Basically, you can search me, Brittany Chantel, on Google. I have my website, BrittanyChantel.com. Um, I'm on almost every social media platform. I have Brittany Chantel. Um, my music is on every single streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. It's even on, like, Target Music. <laughs> Word? Yo, I don't, I don't know, but it's on there. It, and I'm not trying to hate if you use that, but it's on every single music streaming platform. Um, and yeah, my name is Brittany Chantel, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y-C-H-A-N-T-E-L-E. Yes. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. One more time, Brittany, yes. it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was much. so nice getting to chat with you. Likewise. Hell yeah, that was the shit. <laughs> Anyways, I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2020. Woo, woo. Thanks for listening. And we are done. Let's fade this shit out. Yeah. That's it. That's a podcast. Word. Cool. Thank you so much. You're very welcome so much.